It's good to see you here. I've been uh, kind of amazed. I've seen so many folks that I know that uh, we know through the years. It was so good to see each of you. Turn, if you will, to the book of Revelation chapter 3 and hold your spot there and then turn to John chapter 3 and uh, we'll be there. Hogwash. She done pretty good with that, didn't she? <laughs> I'm just checking you out there. <laughs> oh, you that don't know, I am a little mean every once in a while. Would you believe, Jeff, I'd done something like that? He shook his head, yeah. Well, it's good to see Nancy. She's one of the best children church person you ever seen. And Rosalind. Uh, they was with us up at uh, Shannon and at Hollywood, and so good to see so many. This is a good-looking bunch, and uh, I want you to tell Tim that. Y'all look a lot better than the preacher does. Well, I hope he don't bring any drugs back with him from <laughs> Mexico, but uh, I'd really worry about it, but Charlene's with him, so we'll be all right, Okay. She has to take care of that boy. I love Brother Tim. We've been friends for a long time, and we serve on the administration committee together and, and just praise the Lord for the opportunity to be in here today. I want to talk to you about uh, being saved today and uh, talk about salvation from Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Look at it with me, if you will. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd bless the reading of your word. Help me as I preach today to say exactly what you want said in this service. And if there's one here that's never accepted you as their personal Savior, may this be the time that they'd give their heart and life to Jesus. For Christ's sake I pray. Amen. Now turn to John chapter 3, and as you turn, let me tell you to begin with, <clears throat> I pastored 41 years, and I've been in evangelism six years now, and a lot of times an evangelist will come, and a lot of people will join the church and be rebaptized. I'm not here to try to get you to do that, but if you don't know for sure that you're saved, I want to ask you the question today. And I hope this will be the time you'll give your heart and life to Jesus. You can't get born again but one time. I was doing a revival years ago when, when I first started preaching and I gave the invitation, old boy, come down. I said, what did you come for? He said, to get saved. I said, you've never been saved? He said, oh, I've been saved five times. I thought, Lord, help. I, can't, I don't know where I can help him or not. Now, you can't get born but one time. You're born into this world physically one time. Let's get, get together. Amen? amen? And I do that, that means amen. <laughs> this is yes and this is no. Okay? All right. And uh, you're born again one time physically and you're born again spiritually. Sometimes people will say, 
well, I need to get saved again. Well, I tell you, it is so wonderful. You'd like to, but you just can't do it. But one time. Look at uh, John 3 and verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but can't tell whence it cometh or whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou master of Israel, and knoweth not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and we testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I had told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Let's say John 3.16 together. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, as we think about this passage, in Revelation 3.20, it said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The Holy Spirit of God, I believe with all of my heart, knocks at our heart's door to let us to know that we're lost and we need Jesus. Now, I joined the church when I was 10 years of age and got a good ducking. I like to explain and talk with a language that you can understand. Amen? I got a good ducking. You don't get baptized till you get saved. So I joined the church, and uh, in the age of 18, I gave my heart to Jesus, and there's much difference in daylight and dark. Now someone said, well, you was too young, you didn't know what was going on. That had nothing to do with it. I'll never forget my dad's best friend knelt down beside me on this side of the uh, pulpit. And in a few minutes, nobody said a word to me. In a few minutes, he said, do you feel better? And I said, yes. He said, well, get up. You're saved. I got up and I joined the church and got the ducking. Well, at 18, I truly was born into the family of God. And uh, I want you to know... Uh, if you're born again, you're still born. Now, if, if you could get saved and lose it, then that means God's messed up somewhere. Can you tell me anywhere in the Word of God where God ever done anything that was not perfect? He's a perfect God. 
And what he does is always right. Amen? Amen. So when you're saved, you're saved for eternity. Look at verse uh, 8, if you will. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but can't tell whence it cometh or whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. How many of you have seen the wind before holding your hand up? Nobody. We only seen the effects of the wind. When you look out and you see the trees blowing, that's the effects of the wind. Now, can you tell me where that, as that tree is waving back and forth, do you know where that's Tennessee wind, South Carolina, Alabama, Florida wind, anybody know? No. Well, that's exactly what it says. It bloweth where it listeth, and you hear the sound thereof. But you can't tell from whence it comes or whether it goeth. Now, if you wait to figure it out, you'll never be born again. There's an old boy down in Tallapoosa in the first church I pastored. His daddy was a deacon. Every revival we ever had, I'd take the preacher over there. And then we started a new church in 1964. And I'd carry the preachers that I had in revival over to his house there. As far as I know, he's still lost. He was the sweetest, kindest man i ever known. I'd say, do you mind preacher so-and-so talking to you about the Lord? And he'd say, no, I sure don't. Well, they'd go through the plan of salvation. He'd get down and he'd pray. And when we'd get through, he'd say something like this. Well, preacher... I just don't believe the Lord saved me. You see, if you wait till you can figure it out, you'll split hell wide open. You'll never be able to figure out what God does. But by faith, we trust Jesus as our personal Savior. We don't know it all and never will know it all, but it's just like walking through the door. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. As he knocks, then we walk through that door. If we don't go through the door, he'll never come and get us and drag us through the door. Notice verse 7, if you will. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Now everybody has to be born again to go to heaven. Now I want to give you seven things if you want to jot them down as I move along and I hope will be a blessing to you as we talk about salvation. Salvation, I want to give you the definition, is the act of saving state of being saved, the deliverance of the soul from sin and death. There's a difference in salvation and religion. Everybody has some form of religion, but everybody doesn't have salvation. Let me stop right now and ask, if you died today, do you know you'd go to heaven? I had a a fellow that I was talking to one day, he was chairman of the search committee that I went to that church, and he made the statement, he said, I hope I go to heaven. I looked at him, I said, you hope you'll go to heaven. He said, oh yeah, he said, I don't believe you can know till you get, get there. I said, the Bible said in 1 John, these things are written that you may know You have eternal life. It's not a hope so or a think so, but it's a know so. I know I'm saved as much as I know my name's what it is. Now for about three months after I got saved, I had some doubt. 
But when I got over there in Romans chapter 8, neither height, depth, principalities, powers, nothing is able to separate us from the love of God. When I began to see that, I realized I saved for eternity. And I want to tell you, it gets sweeter as the days go by. It's kind of like uh, the old preacher used to tell the story about the fellow that couldn't talk plain. He said, I'm getting tweeter and tweeter and tweeter, and after a while I'm going to turn into Tugger. I believe that's the way the Christian life ought to be. We, get, we grow day by day, and uh, he gets sweeter as we serve him. Okay, if you want to take that line. Number one, salvation is simple. Salvation is simple. Getting to heaven is easy. It's just like walking through a door. Jesus said in John 10, 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. So it's simple. If it hadn't been simple, some of us wouldn't have made it. Or if it had cost something, some of us wouldn't have made it. The second thing, salvation is by trusting, not by doing. There are two great religious groups in the world today. One crowd is trying to get to heaven by works, and the other crowd by trusting. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's by the grace of God that we're saved. And uh, it's by trusting, not by doing. Now, if you could do something to get it, that means you could do something to lose it. Now, don't get scared. If you're saved, I cannot get you lost. But if you have some doubt and you come to the place where you realize... You are lost and you can get saved. And that's what I want to leave here today with everyone knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're on your way to heaven. That's what life's all about, folks, is going to he- getting ready to go to heaven. The third thing, salvation through Christ, not the church. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He said, I am the way. There's no other way other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the fourth thing, salvation is eternal, not temporary. I want you to think about that for a moment. What a blessed joy it is to know that we're saved for eternity. Ephesians 4.30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby we are sealed until the day of redemption. We're sealed. You see, when you get saved, you're sealed as one person to put it like this, you're preserved in Jesus. You can never lose it. Notice John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Notice the middle part there. I give unto them eternal life. What does eternal mean to you in your vocabulary? From now on. John 3.16 would be good enough for me. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. That's from now on. Now, 
I grew up in the Methodist church. Matter of fact, I'm the only uh, Baptist in my family. My daddy was the song leader at the church for 30-something years. And I'll never forget, I was preaching a revival up at Shannon at New Antioch. And he and Mama came by in their camper. They was going camping. And he said to me, the last time he ever heard me preach, and by the way, he was the best cheerleader I ever had, uh, but he said, Son, every time I come to hear you preach, you preach on eternal security. I said, no, Dad, I don't. I said, you just feel so guilty you think I'm preaching on it. <laughs> you know, if Tim never uh, preached on tithing, some people would like that. But if, if you preach on tithing, somebody said, well, that's the only thing he talks about is money. See, you're guilty. By the way, if somebody talked about uh, taking a little nip. Y'all know what a little nip is, don't you? You young folks know. Liquor. And uh, take a little nip. <laughs> just a little nip. They tell me some of these old Baptists used to take just a little nip. But I'll never forget I had one member, he said years ago, I preached on alcohol one day and he said, I don't care what the preacher says, I'm going to take a nip when I want to. Well, most Baptists are like that. They're going to do what they want to do. But you know what? You'll answer to God for it. But you know, I told Daddy, I said, Daddy, we're saved for eternity. We were in the store one day. I grew up on a dairy farm, and when I was 15, he sold out and went in the grocery business. We, just he and I were in the store. I said, Dad, I want to ask you something. What if you prayed right now, and you asked God to forgive you of every sin, and you dropped dead the next second, where would you go? He said, oh, I'd go to heaven. I said, okay, what if a lost person walked in the store and you failed to tell them about Jesus, what would that be? He said, sin. I said, okay, now you've just prayed up, now you've committed one sin, and what if you walk on a little father in a car hitch and kills you before you got time to say a word? Now remember, you just prayed up, now you've got one sin, where would you go? <laughs> he said, oh, he said, I believe he'd allow for one sin. I said, yeah, bless God, that's what us Baptists believe. Amen? They're none of us perfect. Have you ever seen a perfect person? One old boy said, I have who? My wife's first husband. There's not any perfect folks, people. You're either saved or you're lost. The two kind of people in here today is saved sinners and lost sinners. Amen? You're either saved and you're on your way to heaven, or you're lost and you're on your way to hell. Now, they say we Baptists believe in getting saved, live like the devil, and go to heaven. We don't believe any such thing. We believe you get saved, you go live for God... Or he'll chastise you and bring you back. Or he'll kill you and take you home, one of the two. The Bible said, Mo Moses said his eyes were not dim. That meant he filled a premature grave because God told him to speak to the rock. Instead of speaking to it, he got mad and smote him. And he was being disobedient to God. And he didn't get to go into the promised land. Amen? 
Folks, that's what it's all about. We're saved for eternity, and we can never get unborn. So, let me ask you again. If you died right now, where would you go? Okay, the fifth thing. Salvation brings a change. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Old deacons become, old drunks become deacon material. By the way, excuse me on that. There's a change that comes when Jesus comes in their heart. He changes us. I'll never forget when I got saved. Uh, I was 18. I come in from work that afternoon, and I thought, well, Jones changed. Daddy and mother's changed. Those guys that I worked with, I thought, they had changed. And all at once it hit me. None of them had changed. I was the one that changed. See, when you get saved, you look at things different. You act different. And you know what? You'll be sweet to folks. Some of you mean as the devil. You need to check up and see if you're really born again. Amen? Because, see, when Jesus comes in, it makes us become a different person. The sixth thing, salvation is a miracle. Every time a person receives Christ, a miracle is worked. Ephesians 2, 1 says, And you has he quickened, or made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Every time you look out over the congregation, you see miracle after miracle after miracle. Someone said, we don't see any miracles anymore, I beg your pardon. It's a miracle every time a person gives their heart and life to Jesus. How he can take an old rigid sinner like you and I and wash us as white as snow. Folks, the most wonderful thing in all the world is to be born again. I'll tell you, I'll never forget when... I was playing football. Dennis McBrayer played halfback for us. And later on, he became the school superintendent of Bremen. He never cussed. He never talked nasty. He was one of the nicest Christian boys you've ever seen. And some of us other boys, we just talk bad and all of this, you know. Let me tell you, there's people watching you. And you need to act like a Christian wherever you go. You can live for Jesus in school. You can live for Jesus on your job. You can live for Jesus wherever you go. If you've got Jesus living in your heart, see, He walks with me and He talks with me, and I know that I am His own. You see, it's not me. Now let me tell you, in Genesis it said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now you'll never understand how... how Song come about till you understand we're a trinity, body, soul, and spirit. Think about, as you look at me, you see in the body, but inside of this body there's a soul and there's a spirit. Now, when you get saved, that soul and spirit is born perfect from above. But you're not perfect in this flesh and you never will be. Amen? You'll always have trouble with the flesh. And that's why some people, they'll join the church, they get saved, and they'll do uh, wrong, and they think, I need to go get saved again. You don't need to get saved again. You need to rededicate your life and get back on fire for God. Hey, by the way, I said Joan's daddy was a preacher, and I'll never forget when he was ordained. 
Preacher Irving Phillips, I was lost, and he, he made the statement. He said, uh, preached on the fire of a young preacher. I said, I hope I never lose my fire. I hope I never get where I'm not enthused about the work of God. I'll never forget I worked with a fellow one day, and he and I were good friends, but he was a deacon in the church. He said, Wayne, when you get older and settle down, you'll realize you can't win the world to Christ. I said, yes, when I get older and settle down, I'll be backslid like you are. Folks, too many of us, we, it's like we got the mullet grubs. We growl and complain about everything going on. We need to be happy in Jesus. Amen? Hey, now you can't smile all the time, but bless God, if it's, if it's down here, it ought to come up here every once in a while. I've seen two or three that was ugly as a mud fence. Some men... You know, they just looked where they couldn't smile. Don't y'all look around at a few people. They can't help it, bless their heart. But you can put the dog on. I tell them, put the dog on. Somebody said, well, I don't believe in putting the dog on. Honey, I do. I've pastored so many Baptists. If they didn't put the dog on, I'd, I'd want to go out and get me a gun and kill myself. Because, boy, they look tough sometimes, and especially on Sunday morning. We set up too late, and we come in and say, Bless me, preacher, if you can. Well, we couldn't blow you out of there with a shotgun, hardly. <laughs> Folks, we need to get a little enthusiasm back in to living for Jesus. Amen? We're to get excited about being saved. Oh, Paul Jackson, our social missionary, used to, he'd come and he'd get up and he'd say, Man, we got this program, we got that program. He'd get so excited. I told him one day, I said, Paul, you can get excited over nothing more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Folks, we need to learn to get excited because what Jesus has done for us makes all the difference in the world. Let me hurry on. Salvation does bring a miracle. And then the seventh thing, salvation is a now matter. People are lost now. People need to be saved now. 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says, Behold, now is accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It's time for every person that knows right from wrong. If you know that you are in sin, you need to be born into the family of God. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. If you're old enough to know right from wrong, you're old enough to be born again. Now remember, that soul is born perfect from above. Now, I always say as I witness usually, look at your hand. Just put them out there in front of you all. Like you look at them. If you're here and you're lost today, you get saved. You know what? Those hands will look exactly like they do right now. They won't change one bit. But in here, that's what changes. And then you know what? As we Come to Jesus. Let me tell you, we work on that old flesh. Now, you'll always have trouble with it. But you know what? As you talk to God and ask Him to help you, He'll help you to, as you draw closer and closer and closer to Him.